One. Edie Kiglatuk had no way of knowing how long the bear had been looking at her. His eyes, brown and beady, were like dark stars in a summer sky, set in clouds of fur. He raised his nose and snuffled, scenting her out, his huge body framed by the snow-laden spruce of the Alaska forest. She'd spent enough of her life around polar bears to be sure that despite its color, the animal standing before her wasn't one. Ice bears had longer heads, sharper snouts, and smaller ears. This creature was different, snub-snouted and raggedy, the size of a black bear, only not black, and with its brown eyes, no albino either. On the long flight over from her home in Altisak, in high Arctic Canada, Edie had passed the time reading guides to Alaskan flora and fauna, and it now occurred to her that the animal was a spirit bear. Kalunat, white folk, called them kermode bears, but the native people, the Gitgat, knew them as muksmul and never hunted them. They said the bears were outsider animals, creatures with the power to pass messages across the invisible portals between the living and the dead. Something in her felt compelled to get closer. Swinging from her snowmobile, she landed with a dull thud in the snow. Alarmed, the animal gave a short bark and rose on his hind legs. He was about six feet tall, but his stance wasn't so much aggressive as... As what? Edie had been around bears all her life, but there was something about this one she couldn't read. For a moment, the animal continued to face her, his nostrils flaring, small eyes brown and shiny as rain-soaked rock. Then he dropped back down and slowly began to tromp away among the trees, turning his head from time to time to make sure she was not following, or maybe to make sure she was. The animal reached a patch of sunlight between two spruce, stopped, and turned around. Then he stood making little coughing sounds, his breath fogging the air, waiting. She moved towards him, slowly at first, then with more confidence. For a few moments he stood fast, then he turned and began to lumber further into the forest. She continued forward, sure now that the bear was leading her somewhere, that he had sought her out. Glancing at her watch, she saw it was just past 9 a.m., in two hours from now, Sammy Inukpuk would be pulling into the official start of the Iditarod dog sled race at Willow, expecting to see his ex-wife among the backup crews. It was her job to make sure he had all the supplies he needed and to offer moral support at the start of what were bound to be two of the most challenging weeks of Sammy's life as he raced sixteen dogs, eleven hundred and fifty miles, through some of the toughest terrain on the planet. From then on, she'd remain in Anchorage, organizing supplies and being on hand to receive any dogs that might get injured en route, while her old friend and ally, Derek Palliser, provided logistics support and managed communications up at the race finish in the northwestern town of Nome. Edie walked on, the bear maybe fifty feet ahead, through stands of white spruce, then out into clumps of quaking aspen, wading through deep snow, her heart thudding in her throat.
It seemed as though they had been traveling a long time when all of a sudden the bear stopped and swiveled about. He was a long distance away now, his body visible through the trees like a patch of mist in the dark. He watched her heading closer for a while, then raised his head and smelled the air, turned, and cantered away. Edie looked about. For the first time in her adult life, she realized that she was lost. Glancing back at her footprints, she could already see that the bear had led her round in circles, jumbling the prints into a series of long switchbacks. Now she found herself in a dank world full of shifting shadows and strange whispering sounds, like something from a childhood dream with absolutely no sense of where to turn next. She felt her throat tighten and her palms begin to sweat. She took in a deep